0: No one understands. Oh, well, you actually, want pi- you want pizza without cheese? Like, f- go fuck yourself. <laughs> is essentially what I'm oh, afraid of. We can say of. bad words. <laughs> yeah, <I was> like,
1: <laughs> Why do you guys even <laughs> tell me? It's like having <laughs> Neapolitan. I'm like uh, any other word. There's uh, this and that. Uh, okay, then we're fine.
2: Welcome to the catch up. <laughs> Introducing your hosts, Eli Aruth, editor in chief. And
0: Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms, Food Beast. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy. There's not one person in this entire world that believes you.
2: All right, and welcome to The catch-up. We're back. Jeff, Mm -hmm. so a couple summers ago, I had the best pizza I've ever tasted on a trip to Italy. I remember that. it, It sounds cliche, right? I wanted to be cynical. I wanted to go all the way to Naples, the birthplace of the modern pizza, and to go to that one pizzeria known the world over... Pizzeria da Michele and say I just wanted to say huh, eh, whatever. I've had better pizza like that I want to do I wanted to do that, but I couldn't the pizza was fire. It was so good It was simple. The dough was magical. The sauce was easy The cheese was perfect. We even shot a food Beast video while we were there and that video we called it the best pizza in the world and that video is now seen by a million and a half people and That restaurant opened in 1870, so they've had over a century of pizza prowess. There are locations now in four different countries. But today we're with Francesco Zimone, very charming, very funny man, responsible for bringing what many refer to as the best pizza in the world to the United States for the first time ever. Francesco says he's never opened a restaurant before, so I wanted to hear how he's managed to not only be the buzziest new restaurant, opening in LA right now, but how he got involved with such an iconic restaurant. So Francesco, welcome to I The Catch-Up. Welcome.
1: welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Eli. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. It's uh, uh, the, Before we even met, uh, as you remember, I had seen the video, which uh, clearly is cliche, has probably the best pizza to say, but you remember when you guys came to Hollywood, at some point, I looked at Mark and I recognized the voice, and I'm like, This is the best pizza in the world, Da Michelle.
0: <laughs> we were pronouncing video, it wrong.
1: The video was like, You know, these guys have a line out the door. I remember that video by heart, and you guys sitting on the, on the steps of the whole streets of Naples. Um, thank you for having me here. Of course. It's, of really, course. it's really a pleasure. It's uh, such a beautiful place down here in Santana, and your offices are awesome.
0: I remember mm-hmm. the day you came back from that cruise, actually, because yeah. uh, I think when anyone from the food beast office comes back from a, tr- especially a global trip, mm-hmm. there's typically a-, a glow about them. But you came in and with, within minutes was just like talking about the pizza, mm-hmm. and that's something where you had just been on a European global cruise. You'd yeah. experience dozens, if not hundreds, of different things foods experiences yeah we hit Greece we hit Italy we hit we hit everything but the first 30 minutes of talking about your trip was was this pizza so that made me insanely jealous Mm. which makes me now very excited that I can now go up the five and experience this pizza so So, yeah a
2: couple weeks ago before you had opened we you were generously invited us to your spot and we me and Mark had no idea what to expect. Because the spot in Italy that we went to, I believe that was the original location. Yep. It's, for people to understand it here, it sounds like a hole in the wall. The way we described it, and it's, it's on a busy street in Naples, but it was... Um, there's a horde of people always outside. A mob. I don't know. Italians don't line up. They just pull a number and they just, like, mob. Impossible.
1: (laughs) It's a a chaos. Uh, There's no line. I mean, I don't think you could put an Italian in a line. It's like he probably has a a little issue keeping himself tight into a line. You know, probably you see them jumping around or inventing something to... (laughs) To pass somebody else, but now uh, the, the the clearly the Neapolitan version, the original one, is uh, exactly as you would expect from uh, uh, a place that is uh, you know the whole world, uh, uh, little streets, basalt, uh, you know, Lavik stone, uh, old buildings, and gorgeous. Yeah, uh, uh, it is. It is in its own way. It's fantastic. When I, I've been living in Los Angeles for about 16, 17 years, so uh, more than a third of my life has been lived here, and I absolutely love uh, being a Los Angelino or a Southern Californian. So when I thought about doing this, it was more of uh, an idea of bringing uh, the idea of being together. Uh, the, the da Michele and the pizza was uh, something I had missed in my everyday life because as you know, the pizza in its simple flavors together, really brings alive uh, an entire culture. The tomato, the cheese, the dough, however it is, the warmth of it just uh, has a flavor that uh, speaks loud about who we are as a country or as a region in southern Italy but at the same time it, it, being a, a a person who's lived around the world i i always thought that culture needs to be respected uh, whether you are the one that is coming and bringing it over or uh, the one who's welcoming it so being a a, a resident of lay for so long i decided that uh, uh, I wanted to include and in integrate the pizzeria into something that didn't feel like uh, an invader or uh, something that is just uh, a foreigner showing up in a different country and setting up roots. Uh, I actually live here, so the, the the pizzeria feels more Los Angelino than uh, mm. uh, uh, Italian.
2: Yeah, I want to get into why you designed the place the way you did, but can you give... I, I don't know much about the original history of the restaurant. I mean, it dates back to 1870. Could you could you give us a brief history of, of that? Of course,
1: of course. It's, uh, it, 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 it's, you know, one of those cool stories when uh, I'm sure that legend and history melts together at the same time. The, uh, it looks like that in 1870 Italy was still not a country but was like the kingdom of the two Sicilies and at that point there was a king and a queen which uh, they had a castle, Palazzo Reale, like you know, the building where they were living and uh, it, it seems like that the queen requested uh, the, like every woman does with their men, uh, even if they are the king requested for him to walk around the streets of Naples and get back at the at the kingdom palace the uh, a few vulgar people from the streets that were making these things called pizza so according to history it looks like that few of these guys were brought to the palace and uh, One of these had brought a pizza with the colors of what would be the Italian flag, which was red for tomato, white for mozzarella, and green for uh, basil. And uh, eventually this person was uh, 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 completely not shy at all, and uh, even probably extremely creative, and told the queen that uh, that pizza was called margarita in her honor. And that's what the oh. history or legend uh, speaks about it. So, uh, one of these uh, the, one of these vulgar uh, people who was making these <laughs> tremendous things called pizza uh, seemed to be the great great grandfather of Da Michele, uh, which, as a pizzeria since 1870, has been making two kinds of pizza and that's it forever. Margarita, which is a vegetarian version with, uh, with cheese, and Marinara, which is a vegan one, just tomatoes, uh, garlic, oregano, and olive oil, and oil.
0: And so, how do you get involved with this historic family that's been creating a, a specific food for hundreds of years? Uh,
1: giving for granted that I probably only my ancestors probably been to the pizzeria in those years but uh, the first recollection that I have is to go with my dad as a kid and uh, I've always loved pizza and, uh, and somehow I think my dad has kept saying that I was the one who understood what pizza was in the family uh, which he, because he, accordingly to himself, is not really a big pizza eater, but he was, uh, picking me up from school and bringing me there. And, um, then I kept asking for that pizzeria towards other pizzerias in town. And, uh, th- when I grew up, then, uh, I left for UK and, uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles in 2002, uh, to work for Lionsgate films. What? Yeah, I I started in film. Uh, I I finished my degree in, and then I took an MBA and then I moved to work for a studio year.
2: Did you want to be an actor, producer, filmmaker? What's
1: uh, some... I always wanted to be a producer, but since I spoke English as while I was in uh, in college, I ended up doing several American movies. But I really suck as an actor. Oh,
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you acted in a few movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the the Talented Mr. Replay. I was in several more, but. <laughs> never wanted to be an actor but it was good pay and I enjoyed the <laughs> being what? in front of the camera but uh, you know a little ego here and there but it's like a kid is okay to do that but then I decided never to um, uh, follow up on that uh, I, I really loved the idea to be on a on a on a movie set it just really feels cool but then whenever I was going to do a casting in front of a camera in a you know three walls white walls uh, i was it was a really terrible actor so i gave it up immediately <laughs> never tried never pursued a career but i enjoyed it you know it was cool um
0: i'm trying to connect some dots here i know there's a lot of the story left but to me it kind of seems like if you didn't love film we may not have this pizzeria in Los Angeles yeah. cuz that's what that's what brought you here right and you're also the person bringing this pizza from Naples so okay. I'm very thankful of your love in film and your acting career because now I get the opportunity to experience this Yeah we get good pizza on the West Coast it's <laughs> awesome <Can>
1: imagine? <laughs> No but uh, I mean given for I I've I've loved pizzas in LA there's so many places that they do a fantastic product Uh, The the overall idea on why I decided to do this project is because every time that I was going back home uh, to visit my parents, uh, when I was leaving the the, the train station or the airport, on my way back home, I would always ask my mom and my dad if we could stop and get a pizza. And that would happen. So one day, since I'm clearly not that shy, uh, or at least on asking things, I stopped at the pizzeria, and um, I asked them if they were interested in uh, opening uh, a pizzeria in Los Angeles. And for <laughs> You
0: it, just went there and asked a You don't know the family at all. <laughs> can I have
1: <laughs> a pizza and open one in LA?
2: It's
1: like, like, you can have a pizza, but not about LA. But No, for years, they said no. Years and years, they said no. But then eventually, at some point, I convinced them. I think at that point, the movie was out, and... Uh, Uh, despite the fact that Italians are not really keen to a a, um, franchise uh, or a corporate, it's much more of a small medium enterprise or family owned you know typical mom and pop. Structurally speaking they were not ready to expand and uh, two years ago they said yes Uh, we put together an agreement and uh, now we're working on um not really expanding uh, in terms of uh, creating a, a mass franchise but the plan is to be as honest as possible with the, the um welcoming culture which in this case is you know at this point is California the west coast and just uh, integrate ourselves in what it feels like correct um, so that's how we got it to you.
0: Francesco, you're you're saying that you would just eat at this pizzeria <laughs> when you visited your parents and you just asked them long enough over years that a relationship was built and then they built an agreement and said you can... Because to my understanding, you own the rights to the United States for this pizzeria.
1: Pretty much, we have an area development, so we, we we're putting together deals if we find it. Uh, I'm uh, I'm much more concerned with the idea of creating, uh, uh, although it might sound quite um, I don't know if I have to say naive or pretentious, but uh, I like the idea of uh, cultural things. The the. As you, as Eli knows, that has seen the place, uh, we have a a sort of a secret garden. We created a space that feels like a courtyard where people can, uh, you know, nobody's gonna bring you a check. You ask for it, you're gonna get it. But if you feel like wanting to stay after your dinner, or you wanna get a glass of wine, you just wanna come with your computer and work. It's more of a space where you can uh, engage, gather feel compelled being with other people and uh, you know what 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 really brought me to do this is that anytime a foreigner would talk or an american in this case would talk about their experience in italy the majority of people were always saying wow when you roam through the streets of rome when you go through the streets of naples or when you walk around it's always so historical, so cool, it's, there's this atmosphere of, you know, walking around, the feeling together, people engaging, talking to you. And in my 16 years here, I, I figure out that I always had to drive somewhere, that the the I, n- I never knew the name of my uh, butcher or the name of, you know, the guy down the streets, you know. So I figured, how can we make something a little bit more familiar? How can we put together people that uh, after a while you, you know everyone and people start mingling and getting to know someone? So that was the base on uh, my research for a spot that had those qualities. And that's how we got to Hollywood. That's how we got to the, uh, the, the place that now it's called Damikada
2: that's that's so fascinating because my, my first thought when I visited the Hollywood location, even before it opened, I think three weeks out before you're, you're putting finishing touches on there, which is hilarious to witness uh, an entrepreneur or a restaurateur at that time putting finishing touches on a restaurant and seeing people, f- there's a dude giving the final blessing on you know the construction. You, you haven't even had health come in yet. What I'm curious is why the west coast versus was east coast kind of like a ooh? but you you knew la you felt you felt like an angelino so you knew what maybe la was missing perhaps and what you wanted to fill that void
1: there's a there's plenty of reasons why la was chosen uh, given the first one is the fact that i am i live here Mm. so it was uh, and i'm also a very detailed person so i would never approach a place uh, that I don't know personally uh, in a very deep, uh, detailed way. Uh, The other thing is that um, I like to always scratch the surface, uh, sometimes by just going through the process altogether. Uh, You know, at first I thought the Venice Beach or downtown would have been a really quintessential way to just be cool, mm-hmm. you know. You just uh, you're like, wow, I'm opening in Venice. You're cool by yourself, you know. It's just like, and uh, the other idea was uh, that uh, everyone does open in New York. Everyone, it's always it's the closest culture that you have uh, in. Uh, to it's closest also geographically to Italy, mm. but um, I've lived in Canada when I was a kid. I did my last year of college, and uh, um, I am not opening this pizzeria for Italians. Um, I'm opening also for Italians, but I'm. This is a, I live here. I'm part of the community. I remember growing up and thinking that um, being a, others when I went to school this is pretty cool actually I went to school in in Toronto uh, in a place called uh, Jane and Finch was which was uh, a a place was kind of hard back in the days and I remember walking in the school and seeing that at lunchtime there was uh, uh, this, this area inside the school where on four different walls there was the community of the the white kids the community of the black kids and the community of uh, uh, Hispanics. And I was like, oh God, why? And I was like, well, you know, I grew up in Italy, where back in the days, Italy was Italian, white, that's it, right? And I felt like, how can, you know, extremely naively, I was like, can I just be friends with anyone? It's like, you know, why do I have to... Uh, choose. Choose, exactly, so... Um, and that really gave me a big impression on how things were, and how to 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 wanted to actually mingle, mix, uh, look at anything and everyone in the same way. So, uh, since I'm a big fashion lover, Italians are right, that right? Who is it? So uh, the, the, the back in it was 1991, and. Um, there were these uh, shoes made by champions that were in velvet. And these shoes were were actually, not white kid would wear those shoes. And when I went to Foot Locker to try to buy it, they looked at me like, oh my God, what is he buying, right? And I bought it. And the day after I went to school and every single kid from, not a, a, from any race, they would just look at me and they were like, hey, dude, cool, come over. <laughs> so I was like, you know, the jolly that I could be in every single side. And it's just like, that was such a cool thing because that shows how you can, uh, if you want, always be part of anything without uh, making a segregation or choosing one side or the other. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, that felt to me as... Normally, the Italians or Italo-Americans would stick with the Italo-Americans. And although it is normal to stick with your own culture, because eventually, language-wise, you speak the same language, but I am... You know, California, more than... Eventually, like New York, is a great, amazing melting pot. But, you know, I was so beautifully welcomed by this country, you know, it's a country where every one of us has our own accent, you know, we do speak all the broken English or better or, or worse, but, you know, I'm all for putting people together, I'm all for creating an oasis where people can enjoy time together and the the the... the the minimum, the common denominator eventually in this is my own culture. Mm. That is a pizza, that is a, 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 a beautiful uh, glass of wine. But, uh, and to make it even more important, we do spend the Sundays together. We do spend, you know, think about when you have had the, the best moment of your life. Most of these moments are at the table with somebody else cheering. Yeah. So what better than putting a communal table? What better than having people getting to know each other? So um, this was my idea and uh, the, 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 the thing that made me feel the most uh, um, correct on putting it together was this historic pizza that, uh, uh, as you know, it's just so yummy. So, so
2: you're, you're in Italy about two years ago, you're asking them, you go f- go for your pizza before you get on your flight back and you ask you ask them the family that owns the iconic Da Michele in in Italy in Naples you ask them hey can i can i take this to america and they finally say yes
1: yeah yeah after a while the father uh, which is uh, one of the father of the, the the many families that owns the place um, he said this is the guy i want to work with Luckily, his name is Francesco, so I think there was some sort of recommendation there, like, you know, by nature. And uh, so they said, Yeah, let's work with him. And I put together a plan and uh, I looked for a location um, uh, beautiful enough. I have to say that on my last day of search in 2000, beginning of 2018, February. Of last year, I I was about to give it up. I was really about to give it up.
2: You were not. You couldn't find a spot you liked.
1: I couldn't. I couldn't. Too much money. Too many problems. Too many vegan restaurants paying way more money than my poor pizza. And uh,
2: I was did you like, know it was going to be that big, like location wise, so over three thousand square feet, which is starkly different than the location in in yeah. Naples, which is I don't. Know,
1: it's a, the, the the one that we found is three thousand interior and three thousand exteriors. It makes it for big. it's about 61, sixty one, sixty two. And is one of those cool things because of course everyone was telling me, dude, what are you doing? I mean, you never done a restaurant in your life. What do you think? You know. So I got a lot of, and, but I like when people tell me that I cannot do something or when they push me out and they say like, nah. So it's like, I think there are actually bets around town between the restaurateurs and other people that they said, oh, never, he's never going to make it.
2: That's wild.
1: I have people calling me last week and two weeks ago and saying, dude, I would have never guessed you would have sticked by the plan, which honestly, I, I have to say... I have to be thankful for ten years of yoga to hold it myself tight into this thing because it was so hard that the, the, this restaurant really didn't want to happen.
2: So, I mean, so that's where you get your demeanor from. It's the 10 years of yoga that kind of even evens you out? Because I saw save you that me a, day.
1: Save me a little bit. Save me a little bit. You know, holding the, the idea of basically this restaurant had, um, it was a famous spot made by this incredible fashion lady called Michelle Lamy, who created a fashion line in the 90s, and two restaurants were called Les Deux and Café des Artistes. And this place, Café des Artistes, was that Hollywood spot behind the wall of trees where everyone would gather at night and who knows what. Uh, there is, it's a pretty legend also there because, you know, the place was, you know, nightlife. It was uh, You couldn't really get in unless you knew. And, uh, you know, back in the days, they probably would have had a lot of fun with, you know, the whole Sunset Boulevard kind of crew, right? Which is a little different than making pizza, but you know, hopefully we're cool as well. But the the idea was, and then they closed it, and when they closed it, it it stayed closed for ten years. And only a few days ago, I found out. Thank God, I didn't know before. I found <laughs> yeah. out that the, yeah, because it's so weird. Because when I went to when I went to look for the place, uh, I didn't know that the. The, the restaurant had so many problems because the building itself was almost, a, it was not an historic building per se, by, but they made it historical. And the fact that the rights, uh, the fact that the, the permits were all expired created a, a very unfashionable uh, idea in the city that everything was done and not by code and not by permit. So when I went to the city with a pretty much finished restaurant, they said, uh-oh, and that (laughs) didn't really sound that well to me. They were like, oh, ouch. I don't know what's behind those walls. You need to remove everything and redo it. And at that point, I had already go, I I almost, you know, I have no corporation behind me, so it's basically me that uh, created the, that uh, showed to the landlord my, my, my bank accounts, which... Uh, Where did you
2: get your money to open this restaurant? Uh,
1: the, I, I, I did pretty well on my savings in terms of uh, pension funds, um, and that is gone, so...
2: <laughs> so all of that, because that's... I, I ask because that day you're like, I yeah. threw my 401k at this restaurant, it better work. Yeah, like,
1: totally. My 401k is gone. <laughs> it's like, it's like, not that I ever thought, and you see my voice, it gets a little stupid when I say that. It's like or silly. I don't know what's the best word to to, to say that, but is uh, uh the child in me comes out when I think I did that because it's pretty cool. I just like it. It's <laughs> like, you know, I had no other choice, so you know, it's either that you gotta trust yourself. So my feeling was um let's um This is what I wanted to do. Uh, I I give importance to things that are way more important than... uh, uh, Dreams are great. You know, if you dream but you keep your feet on the floor and you think that uh, um, you can create a culture of being positive, nice, uh, uh, I follow, and you know, of course, as you can see by this podcast, I, my thoughts go from one place to the other very easily. But the, one of the lines that I love the most is by Albert Einstein that says, the intelligence of a man is uh, based on his capacity of making the right choice one moment after the other. And to me, that says it all, you know, if you follow your guts and you are who you are and you understand that any decisions you make should be the most uh, honest and true to yourself, then uh, instinctually speaking, I think you're doing the right thing.
0: So was, and not to cut you off, but was that, was it your confidence in yourself and your gut intuition? Was it? The opportunity that was presenting itself that you have the opportunity to take a globally iconic pizza to one of the major markets in the world is it the pizza that you grew up on and the taste of it in your mouth that gave you such a confidence level to practically disregard everything except for this project right you're going into a project that you've never done before you're working with a group that isn't family or friends uh or was it a combination of all those factors that i mentioned that gave you that confidence level because sitting here in this room you are telling the story very calm very collected and for many people opening a restaurant in los angeles with their own money is terrifying because and especially when when someone from the health department of los angeles says those walls you just built tear them down because i need to look at your
2: plumbing so and it's a six thousand square foot restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Like for the first time, Yay! for the first time, like you're not like buying into a subway Zero. franchise where there's like a booklet that shows you how to build it Jeez. out of a thousand square feet. Now you gotta be
1: naive. You gotta be naive. that's why I said before you shouldn't know what you're doing. It's like because it's it you know it, it's it's a combination, Jeff. It's a combination of all you said. Uh, it's a, being not twenty anymore. I can tell you that uh, I bring with me an incredible amount of um, of little things that I've learned throughout the years one of which is uh, we have a fantastic singer uh, we had a fantastic singer in Napoli that is called Pino Daniele which he was fun- incredible when uh, Back in the days when he started, he didn't know how to read music. His music is incredible. But then he started to read music and for a while eventually his music was less good. So, you know, it's the whole thing about being talented without knowing that you are. So all of these kind of things together, together with the idea that I had nothing to lose beside my 401k or eventually my house, and many other <laughs> things, which is a lot, I guess. But you know, in the in the same time was the idea of really believing that what I what what I was doing was correct. I felt that was right. History is gonna probably say that maybe I wasn't because restaurants don't make it the majority of the time. But you know, you know, touching woods is. Uh, let's hope that we have fun. You know, at the end of the day, um, if you have fun, uh, you probably do better. And I can see that uh, people gather, people, and and eventually things collide in a in a good way when it's meant to be, or they don't if it's not meant to be. So I have a great team people that I just met, um, super sweet kids. There are so many things that are finally coming together. I think life really wanted me to suffer a little bit at first. And uh, the day that I finished my money, I called the bank. I said, can I sell my house and give you the rest? And they said, no. I was like, why? It's like you know they said like oh it's uh, you know if you sell it and then you put your money it's great but we cannot give you a mortgage on it because you cannot pay us back so it was really cool but because i guess at that point was that moment in which i realized that uh, oh maybe eventually life said uh, you know he has pushed enough let's find a way and then a few days later a couple of friends said hey can i join the the the, the wagon and they gave me more strength to think and to feel uh, on, you know, keep going. Well, so again, a combination of yoga, a combination of friends, <laughs> combination of desperation. Uh, yeah. But then suddenly, out of the blue, after building it up, then. Uh, uh, we got forty days of rain because, of course, you know it, it had to be even better, right?
2: <laughs> it never rains in California except this past year. It did forty? It was crazy—forty days.
1: Forty days, and when you have the majority of your restaurant outdoors outside, really outside cool.
2: construction,
1: impossible. Oh. We had to stop, and it's like I really, I really didn't know how to hold it together. I mean, I must, I must have, I must have, I bought probably. 12 uh, rain jackets for all the workers and decided to keep working under the rain and uh, we made it happen at some point and all together like the most beautiful things in life in a matter of two weeks we started getting electricity gas and i finally saw the place lit after seven years i mean it's almost mystical because a restaurant that does not have lights or music and then all together gets all the music and the, the lights I was like whoa this is phenomenal and, and and nobody got there so I couldn't see how it would have felt with people and I can tell you this first week that we've been open wow it's gorgeous people are like it feels like a little square in the middle of uh, the Mediterranean. I mean, it's such a cool place. The sky on on your head, making the whole place feels fantastic. I have photos for you. You guys should see it. It's,
2: it's enclosed in a courtyard. If you guys haven't had the chance to visit it or see any photos or videos yet, but it's it's enclosed in this courtyard. And I didn't really understand the concept when I first walked in that day. That two weeks ago, I checked it out, and I was expecting that small little place in Italy. And I was like, oh, this is, to be quite honest, the first thing I saw was like, this is a little much. I looked at it. I was like, this is a little much. Beautiful. You walk into the lobby. You can look all the way down the yep. restaurant. You could see into the courtyard. And I'm looking 6,000 feet down. Like, it's insane. I'm curious. So when you when you basically break ground, you sign your lease or whatever it is, you, you have an idea of how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. What were the snags that make you like oh shit i need more money or i didn't this is not what i expected i'm curious because there's a lot of first time people out there listening that might be like dude i want to open a restaurant sounds easy this dude's making it sound like a walk in the park just dump my 401k what 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 happened during that year outside of the 40 days of rain
1: well, on a, on a very educational level, I would always tell anyone, uh, I would never advise anyone to do something crazy. I, I don't think I did something completely insane. Uh, I'm, as you can see, I'm raising the level of my insanity. Uh, no, I just felt, I just really felt compelled. The place was beautiful. It, uh, and. Uh, it reminded me of a line that my mom keeps telling me forever and ever. That is, when something is beautiful and it's done properly, you never lose. And the, all those things hold me together. But mainly, uh, yes, immediately as soon as I as, as I signed the lease, the first few uh, red flags uh, showed up. That where I uh, I like to do things by the book, so I called for courtesy inspections with old inspector of the city. And when they came, they immediately, you know, the faces and the oh-oh started <laughs> becoming more and more like, ouch, oops, oh, 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 ah, you know, all the noises that they were making, they hurt like crazy to me. And um, uh, then, then then, they said, "They, you know, it's, it's a big job, it's a big job, you know, I hope you're ready. So... And at that point, I really didn't have any idea what they were talking about. Uh, nowadays, since I've spent a year and a half building it by myself, um, I can build you anything you want in a restaurant. I've I've loved doing the whole fire sprinklers and fire alarm and the, the you know, everyone showing up and alarms and things blowing everywhere and, <laughs> And uh, people running around and uh, exit signs and uh, bug eye. I mean, words that I had not even an idea they existed.
2: What were one of those things that was like, was it the fire, like the fire sprinklers that cost a lot of money? I'm just curious, like, what's one of those big ouches?
1: Everything costs a fortune. Uh, Considering that we didn't even have um, electricity uh, when we built the air conditioning. Uh, when they decided that they fi- we finally were safe enough to have uh, uh, be to get connected to the the, the, the city to the power, to um, you know to have that pose, the pole that just gets into your own building, then the air conditioning was in the middle. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> that's really hard. At that point we had the choice we either had to change the position of the pole or we had to cut the air conditioning. So easiest decision was to cut the AC vents and redo it. So again, more money to spend. But mainly, mainly, <clears throat> and you know, I'm really grateful to an incredible amount of inspectors who do an incre- a wonderful job. Uh, the, the, they keep you safe, you know, especially on plumbing, gas, electrical. These kind of things are really dangerous if you don't pay attention.
0: And I don't want to go too granular with this because I just don't. But I'm, it sounds like you had to participate in a number of the things that need to be executed in your restaurant. To Were you expecting yourself to be as involved in all these various aspects? And I,
1: I wanted to. I wanted to, um, but I've always wanted to learn new things. And uh, uh, I realized that uh, the, 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 the the scope of work was pretty big. And uh, normally general contractors, they just bring your crew and then they go. So I act uh, as, my, I had a general contractor, but I wanted to be a supervisor there and see how people were working. My, my overall instinct is to, uh, be aware of everything so that I can eventually in the future be of service in one way or the other. Um, and also I was, uh, um, I was doing the whole design of the place, so uh, clearly I was there. And, um, and then I noticed that uh, the, the attitude that normally, you know, I'm not a restaurateur, Therefore, that helps me in the fact that uh, our overall goal is not exactly the return on investment, but is mainly the one of creating something that is cool. Uh, at the same time, if you deal with the city and you are the owner, they feel way more compelled to say, "Hey, this is a guy doing this job. It's not a vice president of operation." You know, it's there is a, it's that is that was what I really wanted to do is that personal feeling of doing things versus, uh, it's much easier to pay for somebody to do it, but um, the, 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 relationship, it would, it's what matters to me.
0: Francesco, tell me about how you transport the food from Italy to Los Angeles. So it's the, as close to the same or the same, um, as what you would get in Naples. Um, we're obviously thousands of miles away. Uh, the ingredients that you might be able to source in Italy, you can potentially import them. You can source locally. There's. Tell me about the process of making the pie um, and how you would be able to get the family's approval for serving it in Los Angeles.
1: Sure, the the ingredients you can basically find pretty much everything. Um, starting from the flour which is imported um, and it was imported before we even started to the tomatoes and the oil. Uh, the only thing that was really a big hurdle was to bring the cheese which we have a, a very particular one it comes from the Amalfi Coast and we and, and we sourced a way to bring it every week. Everything else is local. Uh, the, the pizza, making a pizza is a very interesting process, pretty much as you've seen by the chains that they've opened, anyone is capable of putting together a pie. What it's not easy is the idea that to make a very, very good product, um, which is, ba- you know, our pizza are margarita, marinara, and a few more, but they're pretty simple. There's no salami, there's no peppers, there's no um, anything that would give you a, a, an easier way to become tasty. You know, uh, if that makes sense, you know, uh, lots of stuff that you put on top.
0: Nothing can hide.
1: Yes, exactly. So on ours is very simple. It's either good or not. You know, it's uh, and funny enough, uh, the passion and the 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 the, the discipline on how we make it, the, the the process in. In order to achieve great results, you really have to work hard on it. It's uh, uh, you know, if we want to make some comparison, if you want to do great design, you know, it's easy to hide uh, a, a, you know a line that is not straight. Uh, if, but if you then start observing well, then you see. You know, it depends on your attention. We really wanted people. Nowadays, it's not like back in the days where people are okay with everything. We're all getting way more cultured about it. Everybody's extremely attentive to what they eat, especially in California, you know. Everyone looks at the food in a a much more respectful way. And we felt uh, if we had opened these things 10 years ago, we would have had so many complaints on our soft pizza or the way we do it. nowadays instead the people are so fascinated they're so uh great culture really la has been incredible 1200 people showed up this weekend wow. never i had expected anything similar and everyone supportive i think the article we got from Eater la was incredible because uh the the, the reporter mona holmes she she clearly stated the the situation of me being just a no a non restaurator uh uh trying to put together a project that felt compelling and cool about it in so many ways and bringing back an historical building and things like that so um, i think people read people are attentive people enjoy way more than uh, we expect the familiarity the uh, getting to know one another and to just be supportive for a local guy versus uh, you know a corporation in certain ways
0: for someone who hasn't been to the restaurant and hasn't had your pizza uh in naples or any of the other international locations tell me what your menu is what i should be ordering and what people listening should be ordering i know it's everything but tell me some of the essential things and how your menu is laid out
1: sure so the 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 uh, we we again for the idea that we are not in naples where is a destination for you to go try this incredible pizza um, we wanted to make sure that um, the, the, the hospitality per se had uh, um, the exact numbers for people to enjoy uh, our offerings. And uh, offering only to pizza becomes a little bit uh, of a... Um, uh, Challenge—it's a challenge together with the idea that you're really being very straight and direct. And uh, on a six thousand location, six thousand square feet location in Hollywood, I, I don't know how to put together so many people that want pizza. Besides, the pizza is ginormous, so the majority of people share the pizza. Uh, there's plenty of people that sit down and they have their own pie, but they also share it with the other people at the table. And that's why we decided to put, you know, already the, the, the Neapolitan headquarters decided that we could do more than just the, the two normal ones. And they gave us the okay to do the pizzas that are pretty much historical in Neapolitan culture. And, um, uh, and then we said that we really need salads Because we're in California, we really wanna give. uh, We really wanna make everyone feel like uh, the tradition when you go to Italy that you just really enjoy a cheese board or a meat board, and some nice bread and a glass of wine and just hang out with people. And uh, you know, it's the whole nibbling kind of thing that makes. uh, life a little better you know at some point
0: yeah
2: we had f- I don't know we had four or five pizzas that day that I that I came and checked out the, the yep. Hollywood location yep. what, what were those pizzas
1: you guys had uh, the margarita with mm. the double mozzarella then oh. you had uh, which is the staple it's so good and then you had the marinara which yeah. is the one, uh, only tomatoes, garlic, uh, oregano, and we made it as a Napolitana with um, the anchovies.
2: Yeah, talk pizza to me. I, love it. <laughs> I know, guys.
1: We have to have you up in LA pretty soon again. And uh, the only one who came is Mark. Mark immediately came back. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then we had the cosaca, which is a pizza made with tomatoes and pecorino. Mm. We had the Bianca, and we had the Shadow, which is Colombra with this uh, same margarita, but with only with less tomatoes. It's a sort of in and out kind of thing when you do you know animal protein. We do have our own uh, secret uh, requests, so but it's not really that secret. It's just a way of making the same pizza in different ways mm
0: and i saw a picture of a pizza that exists that doesn't have cheese or at least it didn't look like it had cheese on on that the uh, marinara the, mm-hmm. on the eater the coverage mar- so is that something that's traditional to to naples is that something because i i don't i'm not familiar with it so i i don't i think a lot of our audience wouldn't be familiar with it um that is the marinara.
1: The marinara is the, 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 the pizza of the purest. Um, clearly I'm not one because I eat always mozzarella and because I like the whole buttery uh, kind of feeling of the pizza with the cheese. But if you go and ask uh, you know, older people or more strict uh, traditional one, they would tell you that the real pizza is the marinara.
2: Wow.
1: Which is, it's kind of funny because, you know, consider that uh, this was opened in 1870, so we've been vegan and vegetarian for 150 years. I mean, and we, and they only have communal tables. So how uh, extremely up, updated with the current uh, trends that is.
2: You know what's funny though is. When I went vegan for thirty days, I couldn't find a "quote unquote" vegan pizza for the life of me that tasted good. Everything was just awful, and I think it, it comes down to if the uh, we were talking earlier about the simplicity. And when you're when you have a simple pizza, the craft, the technique, and the ingredients have to be so spot on because that's what's carrying the load. It's not a really delicious new cut of meat that you're putting on top, or this new flaming hot cheeto that you're putting on top it's it's two ingredients and they have to be really really good and then to notice or to learn today that one of the original pizzas is just dough and sauce and that's not any less of a pizza that is that is pizza and to know that that is vegan essentially as i wish i knew that a long time ago i would have just but there was no great option for that at the places that I was going. Everyone everyone was throwing
0: like Daya or vegan cheeses that Mm -hmm. I think would disrupt more than it would add. Right, And that's based on that assumption of the American pizza that of course needs cheese. I mean, what makes me really excited is, um, so I'm I'm partially lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. And I, I fucking love cheese. So let me first say that and I still eat it because of how much I love it. Mm-hmm. But I have to be I have to be careful with how much I, I eat. And so the fact that it's culturally accepted that there's a pizza with like bread and sauce. It is it's delicious. And it's well it's and it's actually like that, that's something that I would want, but I've kind of held back on trying to find it or or asking for it because no one understands. Oh, well, you want w- p- you want pizza without cheese? Like, f- go fuck yourself. Is essentially what I'm <laughs> oh, afraid of. We can say of. bad words. <laughs> <I was> like,
2: <laughs>
1: why do you guys even tell me? It's like having aopolitan. I'm like uh, any other word. There's this and that. Is, uh, uh, okay, then we're fine. <laughs> and,
0: and so I'm I'm well, really good I'm else. really yeah. excited to try the Matanata because yeah, uh, that's some that's something that I would want. And I'm glad to know that it it's it has a, a history.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the bottom line is that whatever grandma and grandpa say, or even before that, it's pretty much law. <laughs> and by that, what I mean is that, you know, back in the days there was no bullshit. Now that I know I can say words, I go for it. <laughs> There's no crap stuff that is sugar less, sugar more, sugar this or sugar that, you know. It's just like heat the real food. You know, just get the right stuff that is right. Don't exaggerate with the things that you eat. And you're going to be all good. It's like, you know, it's real flavors. Although, of course, somebody might say the double zero flour, it's treated. And clearly it is. So if somebody's. Uh, uh, you know, gluten-free is absolutely correct for situations in which somebody has a, pr- a problem with gluten. But other than that, I think that uh, our body is so perfect and special that can carry and take care of everything. I just dislike uh, the, fl- the, f- the fake flavors. And I don't know if I can call it fake, but I'm just saying sometimes when I do see things that have... Uh, uh a fake sugar or that are the diets. they taste so weird to me you know they taste so absolutely strange and and in time I I love restaurants that are vegan but I do get a little bit too I think we by default have uh, um to uh we add too many flavors in order to make it tasty that somehow is really a combination of everything whereas if you have simple ingredients at the end of the day you're much happier
0: how many ingredients does a perfect pizza have in your opinion
1: well, you know my and people my. I'm I'm. I'm just gonna say the truth. Uh, I la I prima volta. Io sono I di not really care of volta che ho visto la mia prima volta che ho visto la mia prima volta che ho ham, rosemary ham. ham because i think the combination of uh, the overall uh, cheese uh, tomatoes with a slightly saltiness of uh, a meat it just gives me that uh, ranchiness (laughs) you know i'm like "Mm, ready to destroy it right now you know
0: so when you've been at a party and someone you know is ordering a pizza And they're like, I want sausage, pepperoni, olives, onions, bell peppers, et cetera, et cetera. And the list is really long. Yeah. Do you kind of look at them in a way that... I think he's high.
1: When they do that, I think he's really high. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's got the munchie and he wants to destroy the pizza. Now, I think any of those, if you put like... You shouldn't put a million of ingredients. But if you do and they're all good combination then I think you're about, you would be able to have one slice. You know, I'm able to have a slice of something that is over the top. But then, are you going to be able to have an entire pie of all the jaminess, whatever you put on top of it, chicken, pesto, uh, shrimp? Uh, I mean, the hell you're doing, dude? Just like, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's but. what I love about your pizza, though, is is it's so sessionable. That day, we I probably had the equivalent of a pizza and a half between all the different slices of the different Co- ones, call
1: it more like two and a half. I, I, think so. I remember you okay. eating. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't shy that day at all. Yeah, it's good. But we, uh, we better never be shy. Don't be shy.
2: <laughs> don't be shy. It's pizza. It should be a good time. But I felt great driving home. Like extremely I didn't.
1: light. Extremely light. We yeah. do a very very light product. Is. Uh, um, it, it would have never been an iconic pizza for 150 years if it was, uh, if it was not a product that made uh, justice to the world, you know? Mm. it's uh, We can talk as much as we want, we can joke around, we can absolutely... Um, debate. Uh, And I don't think this is the best pizza in the world. Who am I or who's anyone to discuss something like that? It's a good product, well done, extremely passionate. It's a version. It's clearly a different pizza from anything else. We are the only pizza that is way bigger than a plate. Our plates are 16 inches. It's like, you know, you gotta put it... It doesn't even hold together sometimes. Uh, we're happy to cook it a little longer for people that want to have a product that is more uh, traditional to American culture. Uh, uh, but if people are willing and, and to try as it is, they're gonna love it. It's just so yummy. And, you know, that's what you're basically saying on... Uh,
0: there's a there's a romanticism that I've experienced when eating pizza, and I'll specifically like pizza in New York, mm. and that romanticism is is tied to a space that's too small to house four people in it making pizza, to how you have to squeeze shoulders to put in an order. The fact that you can't sit down, the Probably fact that you're outside. that you're taking it to a curb and eating a slice. Uh, there's a number of spots, but I specifically remember eating artichoke pizza in New York with friends. There, Fantastic. there is nowhere to sit, at least at the location where we were at, and so everyone's standing in kind of a circle on the sidewalk, pie in hand, eating it while it's too hot cheese and sauce hitting the sidewalk totally and it's and it's something that will stay with me forever because because you were standing and not comfortable but it was just beautiful and worth it and
1: you're talking about life and it's like, exactly it's like, just like have fun you know i mean it's like come on just do it it's like you know it is what you want you know it's uh enjoying you know it's comfort is amazing. Uh, Five stars hotel are wonderful, anything is great, but the beauty of a market, the beauty of being who you are together with people, sharing life with others, most of the time is food, music, love, you know, uh, walking the streets, a magic town like New York, what can you have better than this? So at that point the pizza becomes secondary, and then of course, it, 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 at the end of the day, as you were saying before, it's always a combination of everything. The pie is never made out of, uh, and in this case, a pie I meant in an, an economical way, right? You know, as uh, the, the, the 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 pie in economy, right? It's, there's so many things that make a product, right? But at the end of the day, is the experience. And experience as if, if my staff, or if the staff of any restaurant and the valet parking and the people don't treat you with respect and with a big smile, then I, I can serve you. People can serve you whatever they want, but you're never gonna, you, at the end, of, look at what you said. You said, I'm having a pie, it's hot, but and the food is on the floor, but before you brought me to the pizza, you had already said that it was tight, it was in New York, shoulder to shoulder, place, you you know, it's the atmosphere that makes life better. And that's why I think uh, uh, I'm broke. And that's why, that's great, right? It's like, you know, justifying making an investment with the atmosphere.
0: Well, and that's why I'm curious about why you went that direction because as a first time restaurateur who's pouring their 401k and potentially was even going to leverage their house if they could, you also could have opened uh, Michele in a very small location and have a line out the door and replicate some of the energy of Naples. And I know you you've already mentioned that
2: uh, couldn't find it. Well, oh, so that's oh, so you interesting. Wanted, would you have wanted? And Jeff and I were talking about <sighs> this. We thought, yo, if we had rights to open this iconic spot somewhere in Southern California, we would try to find a small spot, low overhead. Try to make the pizza nice, make people sit outside, like find a spot to sit. You're I in beautiful the, Southern California.
1: The, 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 you know, clearly our first idea was to be in our own budget. Mm-hmm. And by saying we, I mean me and two of my best friends. That uh, as soon as I said I was going to do this, uh, they said immediately yes. We're three kids, we went to school together, they both live in Rome, we drive motorcycle uh, up and down the coast of California in summer, and um, sadly single, um, <laughs> I guess otherwise we were not driving motorcycle in summer. So. Uh, basically, we said, "Should we do something like this?" And uh, they said, "Oh yeah, I love that." And we had this love for this pizza. So, uh, but we are also—they are two executives. So they—they uh, they always said, "Like oh, dude, you're crazy." But yeah, I said, "We do it to kind of do great." But we had our budget, you know. We at forty-five years old, you're really not going to. Think you're 27 and push for it because you have opportunities to make it happen tomorrow. So, none of us was thinking we're going to do 6,000 square feet of resin. <laughs> But we went to check in Venice for a thousand square feet and it was way more expensive than the 6,000 now. Whoa. Whoa. Way more expensive. You know, it's you cannot make a restaurant for less than X amount of money, which are way more than six figures. So the idea was like, wow, do we really, you know, if we were probably making this in a smaller town, then that would have been a different kind of thing but if you want to do that in los angeles in new york are you kidding me how am i gonna do it in new york right impossible you need millions not one or two you need a lot of money and hold it together putting together so clearly my two buddies one of which is really mathematical and engineer he was like dude you better put the numbers together so we put all the numbers together for all the costs related, you know, food sales, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the rent and these, but, and we finally, we had the 32 seats in Venice, and they were like, we're never gonna make it. How are we gonna turn the tables 200 million times? I'm like, we're <laughs> in Venice, we <laughs> yeah, to do it. Thank God that a, a, a vegan restaurant took, you know, put twice as much money that we were not proposing. okay. Yeah. We were already going way more than we thought. And uh, then we said, okay, let's go downtown. And downtown, the only places we were able to find were brand new buildings.
2: And that's not the look you wanted.
1: No, I wanted something <laughs> like, you know, I wanted something that had bricks, that, that was old, that had history. Also, I wanted something on my own, and I wanted something that I could do by myself. Mm. And... Um, and it's kind of funny, because when I found this location, I uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, no. I mean, before I walked in, I was like, oh, this is a very little street in the middle of Hollywood. And yeah. by the way, I've never gone to Hollywood out. You know, normally when you're in L.A., you go anywhere else because Hollywood was touristic. And now sure. they're making it local which I really hope we're going to be a, 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 a big, catalyst a big, for. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That great. And, um, so when, but then when I walked in and you know, Eli, because you've gone there, this, the, that location is magical. You walk in and somehow you, you're in that garden in the courtyard and you really don't feel you are anymore anywhere in the world. You, cannot say you are in this place or the other it just feels that
2: the walls are high yeah you're in a courtyard but the walls are high you can't i mean for for a while i forgot i was in la could have been in orange county could have been somewhere in the mediterranean that's that was what was so nice about it
1: and that was the decision at the end I, i sent a video to to my friends and i said guys i've seen the best location ever Uh, Eventually, it's almost, it's also beautiful. You know, at that point, the walls were all covered. So we thought that our budget would have been 600,000, 700,000. And we were like, we can pull it together. And, you know, we got a brand name, we got a good name. I think we're going to be cool. And uh, they were like, okay, pull the trigger. So, uh, pull the trigger meant to sell your freaking 401k. So, (laughs) I love how people decide for yourself to get screwed. So, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And there's a photo of me with uh, a check from the bank and receiving three yellow plastic keys, which two of which didn't even work. So, imagine how sad I was. And it's for the location. For the location. <laughs> I mean, the freaking landlord gave me the keys that didn't open the door. So, <laughs> like, Shit. like, what about my check? I give you a faulty check next time. You know? So now it worked out, and um, for the first fifteen days, till then, I the, the city came by, and I was like, oh god, dude, you really screw it up this time. And uh, the, I think you grow through difficulties. Uh, otherwise don't call yourself a man or a woman uh, and that is without any sort of judgment but it's just like let's take responsibility of your action in life are you going to do something then then go for it hold yourself stable, be a good person, be good to others try to do the right thing and I think life will eventually uh, award you with um, Maybe good karma or something like that. You know, I don't know what the future holds. I just know that if if I'm correct and I hold myself accountable for my actions, people will appreciate because uh, honesty always wins.
2: Well, the pizza is amazing. That's all I know. I know the place looks gorgeous. So continued success, hopefully a great year.
0: Yeah, and Eli, before we wrap, I I was curious about, uh, Francesco, how you feel about... American pizza in general. I mean, you've been in Los Angeles for 15 years. I'm assuming mm. you may have been to Chicago or New York and had yep. those pizzas. Yep. Like, what do you think of deep dish?
1: I I kind you know my when you when you make a pizza at home in your own oven, it's pretty much like a pizza of a deep dish. You know, is um, I think good products always uh, win. Um, think about anything that is done passionately with uh, a good quality product uh, uh, we have some incredible salami, we have incredible pepperoni Um, if you use the right sauce if you use the right dough and you make a product that is good it's going to be always yummy Uh, I, I think people are uh, it depends always on the on the quality of, you know, it's of course, you you know, sometimes when I leave a concert and you see those hot dog stands, oh my God, so good. I, aren't you going to go for one of those? <laughs> it's like, what kind of life have you lived if you don't have one of those? Like, and then you have your stomach upside down in the morning, i like, who cares? It's like, yeah, go for it. Same thing is for a pizza. You see a pizza and, you know. What do you? Am I gonna? Excuse me. Is that deep dish or <laughs> Neapolitan? Give me that baby over there. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'll jam. I'll destroy it right now. So, now nah, food is great. I think uh, uh, it, I'm so grateful about uh, even be able to talk about something I'm doing. Uh, just feels right. People are awesome. Uh, you know. I think you put your heart out there and you get it back bigger. So. God bless
0: is there is there anything in your opinion that's blasphemous, uh, blasphemous to put on pizza because people are doing some wild things with pizza I mean we've we have co- a neighbor that did a rainbow pizza you have a neighbor rainbow in cheese. Hollywood that did a rainbow pizza you know there's always a discussion on our pages about if pineapple should be or shouldn't be on pizza is there anything from your opinion that just shouldn't be on pizza pizza at all.
1: So, um, I'm going to make a different accent so that eventually it doesn't sound like me (laughs) and I'm not accountable for that. (laughs) Like the Greek accent. I'm Greg. Today I can speak about yogurt and feta chairs with you guys. Now, I guess uh, I'll put also pineapple, depending if I...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just
2: ripped a fat joint here, just so you know. Totally.
1: So now, regardless, I mean, I won't, I won't serve anything that is not in the idea of what we really want to serve. Totally. But if if you're, you know, a chingon, if you're good, if you really do a product right, I think you can put anything on it. I mean, I w- I'm not a big fan of pesto or chicken on the pizza. I kind of like the idea that the pizza would have just the cheese and then uh, ham or some artichokes or some mushrooms. We do have a sausage with the rapini, which I think is a killer. It's so good, so tasty. Um, uh, d- d- clearly, people have gone through years and years and years of sp- experimentations on what the right product is. And there are some that are better than others, so I would stick with that.
2: I'm just so hungry for pizza at this point. I want all the pizza now.
1: <laughs> I cannot wait to go back to L.A. And You're excited to, to go through. back to work. I like
2: it.
0: Where can people find you in Hollywood? We are at 1534
1: North McCadden Place. It's a little street a couple of blocks from Hollywood and Island, And... Uh, uh, we will be open uh, lunch and dinner and also breakfast starting june 1st uh, right now we are in uh, only at night and brunch on a sunday
0: and where can people find you on instagram or anywhere else
1: we are at damichele hollywood d-a-m-i-c-h-e-l-e hollywood and uh, damichele hollywood also on facebook and i think also on twitter but i cannot be Uh, taken in uh, for granted for that because i only build the places i don't (laughs) i don't run the social media
2: you guys go jump over to google and search best pizza in the world food beast and watch the video that we were talking about it's a very good video if i do say so myself
0: (laughs) and i will say
2: that there
0: are now it's not it's a consensus in our office so far Mm. i know you are very humble in saying that you won't say if it's the best pizza in the world. There's at least six people in our office so far that will say it's the best pizza in the world and the rest of them haven't had it yet. So uh, so Google search best pizza in the world, Food Beast, and watch that video and then head down to Hollywood and visit, visit our friend.
1: We're gonna certainly make sure you have a fantastic experience. Then the pizza will be complimentary to that.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Hey, thanks for, ju- thanks, Francesco.
1: On. Thank you,
2: guys. All right, guys. Until next week. Bye. Bye. <coughs>